From multiple hibernating locations in Minneapolis or near enough, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Ellen Burns-Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Mark LaCroix, I too make nice games. For this special Nicest of 2020 episode, we review a list of the nicest games we've played over the past year, and go over what we're looking forward to playing and working on in 2021. And so, if everyone's ready, let's start. Ellen, you have a a big thing to say at the top of the show. It's almost over. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 2020, we, we really knew you. Uh (laughs) Uh, Too much, too much. Mm -hmm. They're like that cousin that just like comes in in your face and uh, doesn't. (laughs) You know, this, this, this joke's been made already, but, or this observation rather, but you know, every year for the past couple of years, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have joked about like, oh man, 2017 was so, so terrible. Like, let's, I can't wait to kick it into the dustbin of history. 2018, here we come. Yep. And like, I think we finally learned our lesson. Like that, you know, yeah. <laughs> like let's not, January 1st doesn't mean anything and yeah. we should all be, you know. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe the way that we switch this is we're like, all right, 2021, bring it on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, we survived 2020. So what do you got? <laughs> yeah. We are now yeah. tempered in the fires of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we do our yearly nicest where we talk about our nicest and we'll, dis- we'll d- identify that uh, dis- or um, define it in a bit. But, um, you know, it's also a bit of a year wrap up. Um, and uh, so let's do uh, a pandemic check in, which we've done a few of this year. Yeah. And just see how we're how we're doing in this weird new world that um, maybe we're turning the corner on. Maybe we're just settling into. How you feeling? Uh, I mean, yeah, still not great, I suppose. But yeah, you just you just kind of, I don't know. It's been, it's been something. <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to describe the feeling. Actually, I do know how to describe the feeling. When I was up in Duluth, I think I've talked about this on the show before, um, mm-hmm. and maybe I did it at the previous check-in. But when I was up in Duluth, it feels kind of similar to how it does now, where. Mm. I felt very isolated from everyone because like I didn't know anyone and uh, all of the groups that I had tried, most of the groups that I had tried to join where I was unsuccessful, like being feeling a part of. Um, and so like it felt uh, I basically I was very I was very depressed um, mm-hmm. and I didn't do a lot. Um, and it feels kind of similar now, but I am older and I'm in a different place than I was then. So like I, I have better sets of tools to yeah. deal with that like um i mean uh i, I talked to a therapist that helps a lot mm-hmm. um it helps gives me the tools to to you know to better deal with this um mm-hmm. and i you know I'm, I'm more social i have people like i mean nice games club for example is has been very valuable in helping me uh deal with all of this stuff so yeah um i have to what i i have to like i i will be reminded that like oh boy this feels like duluth this is terrible but then i'm like wait no this isn't duluth I am in a much better spot than yeah. I was. Yeah. So that's where I am, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I know what you, uh, I just speaking of nice games club as mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a routine for us, right? Like, yeah. And so yeah. that, that having that routine is really valuable and having, um, you know, weekly social events, uh, through discord or through voice chat or something like that. Um, if, if you know, a listener, have you, if you not 
if you feel a little bit like Stephen is describing, sort of isolated and beaten down by the circumstances, I know that that has helped a lot of us is to have a routine in a way that just reminds you that you are part of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not the same as, you know, a lunch date with a friend. It's not, you know, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's um, it's something that 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 helps you like it helps you re- just remember that you exist yeah and and that you're and that you are not in fact locked in a box like it it can feel like that and literally you are you know for the for people who are you know um uh uh, um self-quarantining taking it very seriously and and trying not to leave the house when they can it can feel like an enormous sacrifice and um but to find ways to remember that it's actually not quite that bad even though it very frequently almost always feels that way Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know for me it's i've got you know my husband's here my dogs are here Mm -hmm. um i'm tend tend towards extroverted so it still like feels like i'm chained in a box um Mm -hmm. because i can't really go see and like spend time with people the way that i would prefer yeah but finding ways to get together with other folks like my sister and i went to a dog like we did a little dog meetup with just her and her dog and me and my dog and watch them play. That was, that was fine. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had anyone like any of my close friends or family have, you know, become seriously ill. So I feel very fortunate yeah. and I am to the point now where I'm just finding projects for myself to do around the house because I just need to change the way things look. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's actually change the scenery. It's the only thing you can do is just change your scenery. Well, that's, you know, and yes, exactly. And changing your scenery is like a tactic for combating depression. And that's something I learned from my therapist who I saw before this all went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was one of the things he recommended was like, if you find yourself ruminating and really getting stuck in kind of like a downward spiral of thought and self-talk, just go somewhere different leave your neighborhood and just go for a walk, just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And almost every single time I did that, I would always feel better. I would go to the mall of America. I hate shopping at the mall of America, <laughs> but I wouldn't go shopping. I would just go to caribou and I would get like a really special yeah, yeah. sweet drink. And I would just walk around and watch people. And I always felt better just changing mm-hmm. what I was looking at, but I can't do that right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, it's, so- <laughs> it's funny. That's the example because I used to do the same thing a lot when I was toward the end of widget satchel, when it was really, really tr- tough. Mm-hmm. I, I would take my laptop and I would go to like an Applebee's or some, some place that I knew they wouldn't kick me out of. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I worked from there and, uh, and it was very suboptimal. Chairs were never comfortable. I was always hunched over the laptop instead of set up at a desk, but I needed that. I needed that mm-hmm. that sort of that change in that particularly stressful time. What I'm trying to do now is not get myself in a position where I need that mm-hmm. um, because I because I can't have it right, right. Uh, at least not in the same way. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's something I haven't. People have been telling me to do a lot of, and I still have not done is like left my apartment to go for walks. I know yeah. it will probably be helpful for me, but like I just haven't. Uh-huh. It feels yeah. like effort. And I don't want to do it. <laughs> so. Well, I, I said in our last check in that like I haven't ridden my bike in almost a year now. Yeah. And and I, I used to bike all, th- you know, we have Minnesota winters and that didn't stop me from getting on my bike, but mm-hmm. I always needed a place to go. I have that little cycle. I can't just go somewhere for no reason. And because I can't go anywhere for a reason now, 
I don't ride my bike. And I'm the same as you, Steve. And I keep thinking like, there is nothing keeping me from putting on some headphones, listening to a podcast and taking a bike, uh, taking a bike ride up and down the river. Um, yeah. I just have, I just haven't. And, and I'm not, I don't have an excuse for that. Like I know that would be yeah. good mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I give myself an errand that I could do if it, or I could completely skip or I like, I don't need. And mm-hmm. it's, or it's really inefficient. I'm putting like inefficient tasks in front of myself just to make myself do a thing. Yeah. So like, okay, I need to go get, let, let's, okay, it's a Saturday morning. We're going to splurge on coffee. Well, let's go out of our way to this other place. That's not <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Or let's go park the car. Cause we're already in the car. Cause we're coming back from like a walk. We could park the car and then walk again to the Starbucks nearby. And then, yeah. walk, you know, like, yeah, just just to be in a different environment. And it is. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing that's emerging from this conversation is like there is you there is no one set like we could all recommend like this is what I do and it helps. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to help someone else necessarily. Yeah, it's certainly worth a try. I think everybody should be like if they're finding that they don't have those coping tools or mechanisms or excuses or whatever to to change up their uh their you know their feelings throughout the day um explore try things out but it's not you're not it's not gonna be the same as the you know the person who raved about their technique you know right yeah um, yeah <laughs> um i mean so the thing that's happened recently is i, I have a i had some close family members did get covid oh, okay. um they're fine um and uh all signs are that uh, they're just over it, right? They're, we're just to the point now where we're comfortable that we're not that worried about okay. it being serious. But um, it's it's definitely a reminder um, that like, and Minnesota right now is uh, at least where we're sitting and recording this. It's the, it is the worst in the country, I think, like statewide. I think yeah. there's still like particular places. It's all you know, but um, because we had all these midwestern states around us that were um you know uh had had really bad case counts and, and and death rates and then we were right in the middle of those and just thinking like okay let's see but you know yeah. everything uh, the this third spike in in the united states is uh you know sparing no region and uh it's definitely come for us locally whereas we had been sort of in the middle of the pack for a lot of the year i mm-hmm. think when it comes to like how bad things have gotten mm-hmm. but you know when you're locked up in your apartment it doesn't really make a difference yeah. um but it means that you know um you know, my close relations, uh, it didn't spare them, um, yeah. even though, you know, they weren't, uh, they weren't being flagrantly irresponsible or anything like that's the, you know, uh, it just lowers your chances. It doesn't eliminate the possibility. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so it's been really rough to know that like, it's, it, it feels like we've all figured out how to live in this time, but we're not used to what this time has brought to our lives, you know? Right. Um, and I think we all wanted it to we wanted to get used to it and for that to that itself to make it better. And it's tough to know that that doesn't make it better. Um, yeah. I mean, there is yeah. good news on the horizon. Right. Like uh, there are now three vaccines which are, um, you know, uh, completed stage three trials. And one of them is already um, uh, applied for FDA approval. That's that one has also been approved in Britain um, for distribution. Um, the, the outgoing administration is, uh, the CDC is drawing up, um, you know, uh, uh, distribution plans and the incoming administration, uh, will presumably have, uh, a better time executing on that. And, um, but you know, it's still, uh, it's, this is different from other kinds of vaccines. And so it's going to be still a lot through the year, um, that I think we're going to have to wait. I think knowing that there's progress might help people 
with the sense of the, the sort of sense of like unknowable endlessness. Yeah. Um, but that's, I don't know if that's true. Uh, I hope it is. I hope people do feel better and more comfortable staying put and, and, and keeping on um, because they know that there is progress. We don't have dates or estimates yet, but it feels like we are close to, to, to seeing what the end looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that helps a little bit. I mm-hmm. think it uh it's kind of difficult because like I live by myself so like the news I get is from friends because uh, mm-hmm. I don't yeah I mean I could look this stuff up and figure it out for myself but then I would just be doom scrolling and I don't want to do that so yeah. Um, yeah hearing hearing it from others is valuable mm-hmm. in more ways than one um and so like uh I actually didn't know I mean I knew that like there were some vaccines mm-hmm. uh in testing I didn't realize how far along they were and I didn't realize there were three different ones um, mm-hmm. So that is really good to hear. Um, but uh, I, I guess I mean, I don't know. Part of it is like I uh, maybe naively thought that like we would be able to get back or we would have a procedure in place so like we could be in person with people in safe yeah. manner by July, which, yeah, I think that was right. right. <laughs> that well, was naive, I mean, but. I no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, uh, you know, uh-huh. we we have. I think we even we've sort of hinted towards this. Just the 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 miserable response, not just at the U.S. government, but many governments around the world. I think yeah. particularly bad in the United States. But mm-hmm. you know, and then there's um uh, stories this week about like Melbourne in um in Australia. Yeah, as it, the, they basically have gotten back to normal, and like New Zealand, famously, you know, mm-hmm. uh, seemed to have beaten it early on. But there are. I mean, I think it's a little bit unfair because they're very isolated and very tiny, mm. um, which doesn't mean doesn't take away from their accomplishment right. um, and doing the right thing. But it's a it's a it's an easier lift than it would be in, say, the large geographically diverse United States. And yeah. um, but Australia is a little closer uh, and there's a they're a good model. So it, mm-hmm. I think that there is there's going to there's a reckoning for like how this was handled. That's going to be playing out for the next couple of years. Yeah. And it was and I don't think it's naive to have thought that maybe we could have even in the absence of a vaccine been able to return to life in some capacity uh this summer yeah um you know we're, we're past that now right. and you know we're, we're in the world we're in we're, that we're in mm-hmm. and um and i think with the, with the the track of the vaccine track i think that there's going to be less appetite for solving it any other way yeah. um which is maybe a little disappointing um but you know uh, it does it does i mean the future still does look bright uh mm-hmm. brighter than than it had a couple months ago um so hopefully that makes you feel a little better yeah well uh we'll get through covid just in time to deal with climate change (laughs) (laughs) oh i was really hoping to end on a good note there but uh (laughs) ellen's now sipping her tea (laughs) i'm fine i'm fine okay all right this is fine Uh, i I hope it was helpful for listeners to hear us talk about these things and we do We've, you know, we'll we'll do this again, uh, maybe once or twice, uh, maybe fewer than that if we can, uh, if we're lucky as a mm. society. But um, uh, um, it's I think it's nice to to get it out there. And then, like Stephen, like yeah. you say, you hear news from friends, and there are a lot of people who are avoiding the news and just waiting. They don't want to be stressed out by the constant barrage of it. Right. And so, if if that's you, dear listener, hopefully this was actually uh, useful to you um, to get a little bit of a check in from us, and you yeah. know, check in with the people in your lives too. Um, uh, don't limit it to, uh, jokes and, um, and, and sort of like, uh, uh, casual, you know, and memes and, and the sort of the, the broad coping mechanisms that we're all adapting mm-hmm. have serious conversations. I think it's valuable. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Enough about that though. Let's talk about, <laughs> <something different laughs> I guess. um, 
We're going to clip that and use it as another generic transition, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that topic. Here's the next topic. Uh-huh. Uh, I realized that we just talked about all this stuff, but um, the next thing on our list of things to talk about is our hiatus coming up. Um, I just find that funny. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, we've been doing this for the past uh, couple, three, two years, two years. I think this will be our third year. This will be our taking year. a winter break. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so we are, yeah, we're going on hiatus for a couple of months, um, but we're not leaving y'all high and dry. We will be um, giving you nice replays, uh, previous episodes that we have recorded that um, we think are very good to listen to again. Um, and like they'll be very valuable. So like if you haven't had a chance to check out those episodes um, or even if you have had a chance to check out those episodes, like listen to it again with fresh mm-hmm. ears um, and uh, maybe you'll get something new out of it. Um, what we will be doing over this hiatus is we're going to be working on Robostin. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. We've, we've had a couple of episodes on that. Uh, uh, nice. Uh, what are they called? Nice game jams. <laughs> um, and uh, like, we really enjoy working on it. Um, and so like we decided let's just do more of that. Um, yeah. We were thinking about, I think we even said in the episode, the second episode we did on Robostin, mm-hmm. like, hey, we're really enjoying this game that we we made. We're, we're going to do another episode about it, which is was new for our game jams. And then at the end, we were like, you know, this is probably going to be a series. We will do more of these. And the thing is, is we're anxious. We're anxious to work on it. Mm-hmm. And so rather than, you know, we don't do the nice games jams episodes uh, frequently enough mm-hmm. for us to feel like we would make the progress we want to make. So yeah. we're going to do it a little differently. We're going to do it during hiatus. And but that doesn't mean you won't be able to hear it, right? Yes, yes. We will be uh, recording our uh, working times uh, of, and releasing them through Patreon. Um, so you can listen to all of us uh, humming and hollering about what what numbers should go on this card and what numbers should not go on this card. <laughs> That'll probably just be me, really, doing that. Uh, entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Steven, you can hear all the- update the spreadsheet, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically. You, you um, might be able to hear Ellen move a card on, from one Trello column to the next live. Like, <laughs> exciting. There's always it's gonna sound. It's going to sound like this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so if uh, you would like to listen to those, you can uh, listen to those on our Patreon, nicegames.club slash Patreon, or patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. Um, it, and I mean, it, we we have more content than just that. We also have that uh, when we recorded our 200th episode, we have an additional recording where we went over past episodes and talked about like what we've gained from that, what knowledge we've gained from that time. Uh, Dale picked some good episodes for us to listen to, which was yeah. quite a That's, so. As bonus content goes, you know, chef's kiss. That was, yeah. that was good stuff. So <laughs> mm-hmm. you, know, you can only get that on our Patreon, and yes. that's going to be the same for these working sessions. They're not going to be edited episodes, just going to be raw recordings and we're going to be meeting every week to, to work on the game and then um we'll be putting it up i believe i we haven't figured out the schedule exactly but just right away we'll just post it right after we do it and so um if you uh, become a patron now you'll be able to hear those soon enough and you know we we could well uh, there's comments on the patreon that only patrons can access and so we'll have a way for people to do feedback and you know maybe we'll even do play testing we're not quite certain how it's going to look this is an experiment for us mm-hmm. um but um but we wanted to work on this game but it's a night. It's a project of Nice Games Club, and we didn't want to take it away from the show. But we sort of found the middle ground here, which is to you know not release episodes, but release some content. And if you really want to get into uh, game design, I really I expect 
to have some really interesting uh, conversations uh, as part of those recordings. We will see. Yes. Yeah, we will see. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not we're not promising it's going to be any good. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it probably won't be just spreadsheets and Trello. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, right. So we can't guarantee it. Will, it I mean, that it might not be as good as that. It might be less than <laughs> spreadsheets and Trello. Yeah. Yeah. We might also be like laughing and joking and having yeah. like coming with ideas and yeah. talking about robot parts. Yeah. But you know, there will be some spreadsheets, we promise. Yes, yes, yes. Beep, definitely, beep, definitely some spreadsheets. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> we might even come up with an actual name for the game. <laughs> Wait, it's not no, gonna no. be Roboston? No, I love, I mean, there's the theory of code names is you got to use a code name that you would never use. And I think, I think we really hit it out of the park with the Boston. I can't imagine we would ever use that name. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really describe the game very well. But yeah. well, well that'll be part of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is, we're at the end of 2020. Um, and there are a bunch of locally released games um, that came out this year. Um, we wanted to go over because uh, we do this every year and we want to highlight local games uh, here. If we miss one, please uh, tell us, let us know, because I, I, uh, I think Mark was saying every year it gets a little bit more stressful about it because like we have more listeners now and we want to highlight all of the games that come out, but we want to make sure we don't miss any. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, also, 2020 has made it difficult because, you know, we're, we're highlighting games that came out of our local community in the Twin Cities. Yes. And 2020 has been harder to keep in touch with everybody. Right. And our, our social circles are different now. They're like they're, they're all online. And, mm-hmm. and so um, if yeah, if we did forget any of the local titles or any titles that, you know, listeners think that are relevant to our listeners, um, drop us a line. We'll tweet about it. Yes, yes, definitely. But what is the, what is the list in front of us, Stephen? What did yes. we remember? So the first one on here is Hyperdot. Uh, it's probably the largest one that's come out of Minnesota at this point. It is made by my brother. Um, you all know about it because I yell about him all the time um, in, in good <laughs> ways and bad ways. Uh, <laughs> um, Color Jumper was released on Switch. Uh, uh, yes. No small part due to Mark's help. Um, yeah, so. I, I ported that guy to Switch and that mm-hmm. is out. And I'm very, very proud of that. Yeah. Um, check it out. Yeah, it's a fun game. Um, That's Ben Burns' game, um, and he has another one on this list. Yes, he does. Uh, Yes, Death Drives a Bus um, was released this year as well. I think he did it in like a couple of months because he had ambitions to make a small project during the pandemic. More ambition. It's a cute little puzzle game (laughs) that is tons of levels, very Mm -hmm. simple idea, very, very, the gameplay is pretty deep, deeper than you'd expect it to be. Also, Um, the music slaps. But yeah, it really yeah. does. But you would expect that with Ben. He's, he's a musician at heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, him working with me getting Color Jumper on Switch, um, it's inspired him to 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 get Death Drives a Bus on Switch himself, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I'm excited oh, for him. Cool. When, when I teamed up with him, I was like, I can give you some advice if you want to go through that program because I learned a lot and I'd love to pass it on. Or we can work together and I can do that work for you and, and we can publish it together. And he's like, well, I don't want to know any of that. I'll just let you do it. And then the process of doing it, I think he felt like, you know what? I, I, now I really do want to do it. So I felt, mm-hmm. I feel, I feel really proud that like, um, it, it's not scary to him anymore. And so he's, he's going, so that's his goal. The next goal for death drives, the bus is to get it onto other platforms, including console platforms. And I can't wait for that to happen because cool. like all games, it's perfect for switch. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Flailure is another game that was just, that was released like within a month though from now, I think. Right. Real recent, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is a four player arena game where you play as like horses and cows throwing uh chain ball metals things at <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> I'm not yeah. doing it justice describing it, but there will be a link in the description. 
Um, yeah. it's, it's very we play- fun. We played that on one of the Twin Cities playtest streams yeah. last month. And um, it was quite a lot of fun to, to talk about and to have Zach on to talk about the design and the process of building the game. Mm-hmm. And how it has some really, it is a simple party battle game, but it's, yeah. it has it has some unique and has some really unique qualities that that you wouldn't wouldn't guess, and and don't they don't hit you over the head with it's uh, what what's original and unique about it, but like it is it makes that game really work in a way that other games of its type uh, don't do as good of a job of. So I yeah. think that's definitely worth a look. Yeah, that's on Steam right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, Widget Satchel was released again on Japan in Japan. So yeah, I, I almost forgot about this one. <laughs> Wait, who made that? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, we'd have to check our notes for that. A bunch of jokers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Um, it, it was us. It was us. We. I don't. We need to make that clear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. And so it, it's out in Japan. So you know, if you're listening in Japan, you can purchase it. Um, it is we on. do have Japanese listeners. I, mm-hmm. I've we've heard from. So yeah, you can pick it up now. Yeah. Um, Elementals is a uh, another um four player arena beat em up game that is super fun and Ellen is like mm-hmm. bobbing her head because she knows the music <laughs> is uh yeah it's on point um it's yep. very fun it's yeah uh, there's head banging a lot of head banging it's like as a mechanic yes in the game. <laughs> yes Which, and yeah. and while you're playing because you can't help it yep yeah yep very true very <laughs> true um <laughs> uh, and Astro Gunners was released in early access uh this year as well um and mm-hmm. that is a side scrolling shoot em, shoot em up similar well it's not Exactly similar to Fingence, but like we've talked about it on the show before, Astro Gunners and Fingence have like inspired each other um, in a way. They that's are really cousins. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can check out all those games. We'll have links in the description um, for you to look at. Uh, yeah, that's local games. Again, if we miss something, please let us know. We would like to mm-hmm. shout you out as well. You know, uh, just as a closing thought on that mm-hmm. tiny mini segment. Gosh, we've got talented people in this in this area. Very <laughs> like, true. Yeah, man, yeah. every like they're all fun. They're these are fun fun games. They yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That is well said, Ellen. Well said. <laughs> Thanks. Twenty twenty accomplishments. That is on this list. Did we accomplish? We accomplished some things. So I, I put this on here because I think, you know, it's, it's we've all it's really easy to reflect on what we've lost and what's changed and what's a bummer about 2020. Yeah. But I think it's important to reflect on, like, you know, what 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 we, we accomplished. And, and if that just means getting through the year, if that just means maintaining, you know, what we needed to, um, that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that, like, uh, there's a bunch of things I've done in 2020 that, like, I forget. Right. Like I spoke at PAX this year. <laughs> Like right, you know, you did. Like, but I, I forget it's, it. Doesn't feel doesn't feel real, right? Because yeah. all of it's happening from my my office here at home. Yeah, and um, just you know, and the the show has 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 grown and evolved and really adapted well. I believe mm-hmm. I'm proud of us, and I I think yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's easy to forget because of how much we're mourning the world before uh, that. You know, we've we've all done some good stuff. So now's the space to to boast a little if you've got something on your mind. Well, you already boasted about Nice Games Club. I feel like I can't do that. Now. <laughs> well, Ellen, Ellen, you're on a new journey of as a as a professional consultant. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, two two big things I think for 2020 for me. Yeah, I um I transitioned to freelance. 
Right. Yeah. So I'm still working with the organization that I was a full-time employee of before, uh, but now in a contract capacity and, and that was a big change and it's exciting and it was more reinvigorating, more invigorating than I expected it to be. And maybe outside of the context of, you know, 2020, it would have mm-hmm. been less impactful or more stressful, but at this point it just was kind of, it was just good. It was a good switch. Yeah, um, good. The other big change is I joined Nice Games Club <laughs> as a permanent host. Yep. That was this year. <laughs> that was yeah. this year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it, Mart, it was like, it was like the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the week. I'll have that, that this, that this all current world started as uh, mm-hmm. the, the show changed. And um, I think, I think we all, I mean, Ellen, like you, this, the way we're doing the show is not what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. And, and, but you dove right in and you've, I mean, we didn't slow down. Like it, I mean, it helped that, you know, you knew the show you'd been on the show, but like you had to learn a lot quickly. And we talked about this a little bit in the 200th special, but like, I'm, I I mean, Steven and I are lucky that we, that you were able to, to get on speed and like, and really become a third of the show without any real, we didn't give you a lot of help, which is like, Ellen, you want to join us? And then you did. And then you, you were it like, I'm very, I'm very pleased because it, 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 it made it way easier for us when in a, in a time that was incredibly stressful for everybody. For everybody, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you guys have been doing this a while already, and so I think mm-hmm. a lot of the kinks had been worked out. It's just we had to, you know, work out new ones with new new person and new recording yeah. and pandemic and yeah. 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 <laughs> Go. And team. you know, there's there's more to the show than being on the show. We you know we plan topics, we book guests. We, you know, we make sure that and it's just a, like it's managing a project and managing people. Mm-hmm. And Steven, you know, you um, are the person on the show who like uh, gets the scripts ready for us and organizes the sort of like admin stuff. Yeah. And like when Ellen and I are like, what are we going to talk about? Like, we know that Steven has a place for that to go. Like it's logistics mm-hmm. that that the show needs to operate. And I think you've stepped up this year in a time where we can't get together to chat about these things mm-hmm. t- to make it sort of a, the set smooth transition. Well, thank and, you. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I'm, I'm proud of the show, but I think each one of us, um, <laughs> has, has found a way to make that work. And I think it's easy not to notice because I think, I think we all did a pretty good job, um, without a ton of struggle. It, it, yeah. At least that, at least that part of my life has not been as much of a struggle as other parts of my life. Yeah. Have been in this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. That's why I was, I was so keen on, um, mentioning nice games club because like i am very proud of, i mean we have 200 episodes y'all like mm-hmm. more than that now <laughs> we've got more yeah. than 200 episodes. count down to 300 oh Ooh. boy <laughs> yeah yeah for real though like like that's that's so impressive um mm-hmm. yeah it's it's been like I, I i do kind of feel like it's been a slow year for me like um but i'm still progressing towards my degree slowly and slowly mm-hmm. but i'm still working yeah. towards that um uh, yeah, uh, I feel like that's like my major accomplishment is I'm still in school. <laughs> yeah. Which, oh um, yeah, that's an accomplishment. School is hard. Yeah. Um, well, and it, the, in the time of life that you're in, mm-hmm. that is harder than it than it was when you know when you when mm-hmm. you were college aged. Yeah. So it's not. It's like if even though it should be easier because you're older and wiser and more experienced, it's harder. And you're 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 keeping at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely harder because I have a full time job. Um, and I do other things like this, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, in, in addition, I mean, I'm only taking one class at a, a semester because of that. But like, yeah, I'm making my progress. I'm working towards it. And then I'll have the degree and then uh, no one can stop me and I will rule the world in uh, post haste. <laughs> <laughs> yep. OK, scary. I'm, <laughs> scary. Really, I'm for it. I'm, I'm behind yeah. you, Stephen. Go for it. Yeah. Sweet. So, listener, uh, I mean, we've had the, this is the longest, maybe the longest meta we've ever had before we started the, the main topic of the show. But uh, it's important, listener, <laughs> if you are thinking about this past year and thinking about how rough it was for you, um, you know, think about like, uh, you know, what you're able to do and that maybe you've forgotten that it's easy to forget. And, you know, if all that is, is making it to December, like that's a big deal. It is. And I think that you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, very much so. So on to the nicest. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the nicest of 2020. Um, we've done these in the past. So listeners who have heard these before are familiar. But these are not a best of 2020. Doesn't necessarily mean that like this is the game we consider the best of this year. Um, it's not even necessarily a list of our favorite games. It's just some games we wanted to be nice to. We wanted to highlight um, because they stuck in our minds here at the end of the year. Um, Ellen, would you like to go first? Uh, sure. So, um, I try, I know I played a lot of games, but, uh, only a few stuck with me and neither ones, neither of the ones I'm going to mention were actually released in 2020, but I played them in 2020. So they're going to be on this list. <laughs> um, and also reason B, my memory kind of sucks, uh, <laughs> partially cause I'm not in different places all the time. Like I'm losing track of time. Like I'm, it's very strange. Um, not like in a concerning way. It's just like, oh, every day feels the same. And so there's very little to differentiate one period of the year from the next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to that end, um, I started a spreadsheet. Woo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's where I say I log all the games that I play, just like a blurb. So I write down like, this is the game that I play. This is the genre that it's in. This is the day that I, you know, this is the day I made this entry. How far did I get? And like, what were my thoughts on it? Um, so I do just like a little bit of tiny micro journaling about each of the games that I've been playing. And that's been really cool. And I started it just a couple of weeks ago. Didn't realize how many games I've been playing because I keep forgetting what I've been doing. Um, but two of the ones that did stick with me, no journaling required, um, were Baba Is You, mm. which was released in 2019. Uh, but I played it this year on Switch. And just played, just played the wool off of it. Like, <laughs> I just stayed up late and, you know, my, like, I just love like, the thing that sticks with me with the games isn't, it's sometimes the novel gameplay. It's sometimes the, you know, the story, but often it's, it's my experience of playing it. So like, it doesn't give me that feeling where I'm up late and I'm engaged and, or like I'm wrapped up in a blanket and I have a cocoa next to me and I'm trying to solve sheep puzzles with words. Um, or this is a good for the feeling that it gives me while I play is what really helps the game stick with me. Yeah. Um, and that one, that one really like just really challenging puzzles and a great sense of humor. And I really needed it this year and it was cute and it was cute and you were a little sheep. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you were, something else i i don't know it was adorable and it was funny and it was hard and it was just great i really enjoyed it um so that was baba is you and the other one i played uh was borderlands 3 which was released later in 2019 but i played it march 2020 
Um, and I had a lot of fun. I like the Borderlands franchise. It's fun. Um, this one particularly, I don't, I got to do like my husband and I, we did like a little LAN party. So we oh. set up both of our computers <laughs> across from each other in the basement and used one mic and then played with one of our friends who's in the UK and another one of our friends who's in the Twin Cities. And we had like this, we just played through the game together. Um, oh, that's rad. It was really, really, yeah. And it was really cool. And I think that was right after the pandemic, you know, lockdown started. So it, uh, it, I think it may be like, I don't know. It was a good, it was a good way to start the pandemic, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that, that makes it a 2020 game. Like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it, mm. it was, it was nice to be able to do that. So that was the two, those are my two nicest for 2020. The other thing I'll mention is um, I haven't started on these games yet. And a lot of them weren't released in 2020, but they were released in this bundle. Uh, and that is the bundle for racial justice and equality that was released on itch and like 1500 games 1300 games a lot a lot of games yeah and some of them are ones that i've played and made <laughs> um <laughs> but a lot of them are ones i haven't even i haven't i've never tried before and so i still have to work through those um but i think it's worth mentioning because that was a huge that was a huge thing that happened this year um and it was another bright bright point in a dark sky of 2020 yeah, That's how people yeah. came together around that. It was uh, $8, $8 million it raised. And then uh, soon after, inspired by it, Humble did a big bundle and they made multiple millions of dollars um, yeah. all for racial justice causes. So yeah, it was, it's been a while since, but yeah, it's a bright spot. And now a lot of people own thousands of games yeah. so like, <laughs> that they'll Is never it? be able to finish in their entire lives. So yes, I did the math. It know. would take like, if you're playing 40 hours a week or something, like it's going to take you five years <laughs> wow i don't know mm -hmm. you'll never run out of games to play that's, probably that's not <laughs> um mark would you like to go um yeah uh so i i was looking at last year's nicest and like because we started doing most anticipated a couple years ago for these nicest episodes and mm -hmm. i was like oh great that they'll just use that list and then that'll be great yeah um but the two games that i had on there um uh, one's not out, and the other one kind of uh, I ended up losing my interest in. Um, one was uh, um, 12 Minutes, which is um, a game that's not out yet. Um, it was um, it seemed like a really interesting mechanic, and then this year, um, more news dropped. It now has a bunch of like famous voice actors in it, and it um, so it feels like it's it it it. Um, I don't know that it got delayed, but it got bigger. The game got bigger, and it will be out next year. So I'm still looking forward to that. Um, the other one was Spirit Fair, which Stephen, you and I both put on our anticipated list yeah. uh, last year. And it came out and it did really well. But I think it, for me, it turned in from a game that I really, really wanted to play to a game I just really wanted to do well. Mm -hmm. um, I sort of lost my personal interest in it as it got more specific. I was like, oh, mm. maybe that's not totally my style. But I, man, I sure hope it sells well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, mm -hmm. I, I definitely find that with, with a game sometimes. But the other thing that I was most excited for was uh, new consoles coming out. And they did. And uh, lucky me, I got them both. And so uh, I can put them on my list, um, <laughs> which is, yeah. So, um, you know, Dale and I have been playing a lot of PS5 uh, in the past couple of weeks since we got ours. And I am really enjoying, I, I like console generations. I like, uh, it, it gives it a, the industry an opportunity to, re to refresh its thinking, yeah. um, which is, and, and I, I won't go too on, too far on it because I've talked about this on 
previous episodes recently already. Um, but just the different approaches that Xbox and PlayStation are taking um, to the next generation is neat that they're both ta- they're taking different approaches. They both seem like good ideas. And I think there was a lot of concern 10 years ago that like there would be no more consoles and then uh, that all games would be just PC games or PC like games. And then, of course, Nintendo is always out doing its own thing. And I think there's there's value to competition in a marketplace, but there's also value to like a diversity of concepts because then like those those ideas can interact. You no, know, all the consoles have share buttons now. And that's a that's part <laughs> of our gaming culture in the way that it wasn't um, seven years ago. Yeah. And so it's really just exciting to see what the new generation brings. So even though um, the games I played on PS5 are, were not exclusive to PS5, I played Miles Morales and loved it. Um, Dale played through Bug Snacks and loved it, and she's currently playing uh, the Sackboy game, the Little Big Planet spinoff. <laughs> and uh, but those are not PS5 exclusives. Um, but I still am very uh, excited and pleased, and I would say that that is pretty nice. Um, the other oh. game uh, that I that actually follows all the rules of our nicest rules, which we break <laughs> every year. Yeah, <laughs> but I found one that works, which is uh, Paper Mario: The Origami King. Um, I love Paper Mario. I, you know, the Thousand Year Door is maybe my favorite game of all time, and I didn't even play that when it originally came out. I played it years later. I love it so much. It's a great blend of mechanics and it has a great narrative story. It's mm. funny in all the right ways, and all the pa- future Paper Mario games um, share and have all of that. Like I think the writing has always been great. The stories have always been really well integrated with the mechanics. The 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 shtick, the little like um, the novelty that they put into each one is always really well integrated. Um, I think a lot of Paper Mario fans are uh, disappointed when every new Paper Mario game is not Thousand Year Door 2. Yeah. But as a huge <laughs> fan of that game, I am not disappointed by that. I would love Thousand Year Door 2. But every Paper Mario game, I think, is a masterpiece. And the one that came out this year, uh, no less so. Nice. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I watched some gameplay of Paper Mario Origami game. It is very charming. All of the Paper Mario yeah. games are very charming. Uh, shall, shall I go next? Yes. Okay. I wonder if people will be surprised by these answers. They probably <laughs> won't be. Um, so, <laughs> nice games. Club slash feedback. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm predictable with my answers, but like, it's not that big a deal. This is just mm-hmm. how I am. Um, Civ Six. Uh, we've been talking about that a lot this past uh, like few episodes. Um, gas. Uh, gas. I know. <laughs> I've surprised Ellen, at least. Civilization is intertwined with the history of this program, like going all the way back. <laughs> it, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. one of our unreleased episodes, we talked about civilization, right? As a topic. Martha always carried the torch for that game. Yeah. And and, and, and it, I think when Civ 6 came out, I think we both were interested. But this past year, Civ 6 has been getting a lot of new content mm-hmm. and we're, we're more hooked than ever. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It's still it's so fun. I've played over. It, almost 500 hours of that game because like it's uh addicting and it's just like so many <laughs> there's so many different ways you can improve your play style though i've been playing on the high like the highest difficulty now and i get frustrated more <laughs> because like the ai gets all of these advantages um so it makes it harder to like do to win to win yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, want, I want to win so <laughs> but it's still a good time i, I enjoy it quite a bit um, and then the second game I put on here is Neo 2. I don't think I've talked about it much um, except for like in the beginning, but like I played mm-hmm. actually this tracks too because last year I think this was one of my most anticipated games um, mm-hmm. of 2020. Um, but I played the original Neo and I loved it because the battle system in that game is just it feels so good. And Neo 2 just improved on the battle system 
in a lot of ways that makes it mm-hmm. feel so exciting. Like they added yeah. a new, they added like like there's new weapons, there's new mechanics. Um, it just feels so in depth. And so like you can, yeah. and plus it has like the ability to like you know build a character based off of all these different stats and stuff, and I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. So. I just I love that game. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it coming out on PC. It's coming out on PC next year, so I I, sh- I should put that on my most anticipated. <laughs> but I already <laughs> played it, so I feel like that's cheating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel like I should honorably mention Hyperdot because my brother. You feel made like it. you should, or you actually want to? <sighs> I, okay, I feel bad. I, I've probably said this on the show before too, but I feel bad because like I'm not personally the hugest fan of like actively playing Hyperdot, but uh-huh. I think it is a very, it's fun. First off, it's fun. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, but, um, and also I think it's, uh, well-designed. Don't tell my brother. Uh, <laughs> 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 like I, I do, I, like, I genuinely think it is a good game. So, mm-hmm. um, and it is worth your time too, but also play Civ six and Neo two and, and, and play paper. <laughs> and then if you Mario. have time, <laughs> And then, you know, if you get to get around to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, li- long-time listeners know that we've been doing these middle-of-the-show uh, goof-offs uh, for a little while now. It's a new feature of the program this year. Yes. Um, <laughs> goof-offs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, you know, it's a way for us to tell our listeners, like, hey, you listen to the show, that's fine. But, like, you know, there's more to the show. And uh, we've got a bunch of different things we've been talking about, like Twitter and uh, uh, our Discord channel and our feedback form. And uh, and we've been talking about Patreon a lot recently. And uh, we figured at the end of the year, why don't we have a big combine it all goof off? Yes. Um, <laughs> to talk about all the things... That all the ways you can interact with the show that are not just listening to the show. Steven, why, why don't you talk about it a little bit? <laughs> Pass it <laughs> off to me, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it, what's really valuable, I think, like, um, as, as, as a person on the show, is to be able to communicate with people uh, who listen to the show. Because, like, I, that really drives me to continue, you know, working on Nice Game Club. It makes it so fulfilling. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, seeing people's tweets and additionally seeing Dale tweet things <laughs> that is also very satisfying yeah um, and um, seeing like reviews that we get and getting feedback from people seeing what they like and dislike things that can change about the show um, seeing people's conversations that oftentimes have nothing to do with Nice Games Club but they're just part of the community anyways like y'all keep talking about this book I don't remember the name of and this author that's really cool or something I don't know. <laughs> but it's cool to see all that because it, it if you want to find out what steven does no idea what he's talking about you can go <laughs> to our yeah. discord channel yes nice games at club slash discord you can join us there mm-hmm. um yeah. but i i just enjoy that because like it seems like a lot of uh, people in our community have things in common that they wouldn't have expected uh, and i think that's really cool to see um and you know also uh being like people being active on all these different things um, allows us to get noticed to more people so more people can join our community so sending the podcast to a friend or reviewing the podcast helps us be, become more noticed and allow and gets more people involved in the community so more people can talk to you about random books you've never heard of. it's great uh, <laughs> so yeah uh, I feel like I should list all of these things out 
You can follow us on Twitter at Nice Games Club. Um, you can send the podcast to a friend to your friends. We don't have a link to that. Just just do it. Um, <laughs> Patreon is nicegames.club nice slash Patreon or patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. Um, review the podcast app on your favorite podcast app, whichever one you prefer, or all of them. That would be cool. Um, yeah. I mean, mostly we mean Apple Podcasts, but like, it's a little, I, I, it's like, nah, there's not much else, but yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyone is great. Um, and you can uh, get a link to our feedback form at nicegames.club slash feedback and join our Discord at nicegames.club slash Discord. Uh, thank you all for listening to us this past year and future years. Okay, so 2021 is coming up, right? Ooh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes. Yeah, we're Let's ready. Do it. Uh, who, who would have guessed? Punch 2021 in the face if it starts <laughs> acting a fool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You tell well, it. Start your wind up now because I. <laughs> tell him, Steven. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. um, what, I, I, what are we most looking forward to in terms of game releases to come out in 2021? Uh, I'll go first. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My name is first on the outline. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Okay. So I I couldn't pick one game. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't try. <laughs> Fair <laughs> I enough. Picked, I picked three. It's, a, it's especially hard if you don't try to do it. So. It's really hard if you don't actually try. Um, I'd argue it's pretty yeah. easy if you don't try. <laughs> uh, so I'll start with the sad one. Um, the sad one that I'm looking forward to is called Endling, and that's uh, made by Hero Beat Studios and published by Handy Games. And in the game Endling, you will play as the last fox on planet Earth, and you're trying to save your fox cub. So like you're a fox mom trying to save your fox cub from destructive humans. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I said it was sad. I yeah. said that was my, I gave a disclaimer. Uh-huh, um, you did. <laughs> yep. But uh, as an environmentalist, I am really like, you know, and someone who's interested in games as art and games as change agents, mm-hmm. uh, really looking forward to playing it and seeing how it and kind of how it tackles that message and the gameplay it uses and and then I'll hug my dog and be sad. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then I'll play Boyfriend Dungeon hopefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is another one I'm looking forward to. Uh, that's from Kit Fox Games and it's like your your sword has a personality and you get to date it. I'm pumped. It's just so sounds so ridiculous. I'm very yeah. excited. Um, so the last one that I'm looking forward to is called The Medium, and that's from <laughs> Bloober Team, which is a great name. Uh, yeah, Bloober Team. And it's it looks like it's pretty, pretty high production uh, cosmic horror puzzler. So I like all of the things that are that are in it so far and being described. So I'm excited okay. to, to see that one. I think it's coming out. Um I think it's coming out in January, but you know, things change. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. Cool. Lots of different stuff, and I'm excited to see that. Cool. Well, oh. I what? Over to you, Mark. 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was able to pick one because I couldn't think of more than one, mm. um, which is a. <laughs> I think like, well, I'm picky. I think people know that like, but also, um, you know, a lot of times when we do these end of year ones, you don't like you kind of games that are announced for the first couple of months of the next year and then ones that are expected in the year. But I, I kind of get the impression that that list is a little smaller. I think people are less confident announcing. This is my feeling. Oh, maybe. okay. And maybe. so there's, there's like a there's slimmer pickings perhaps uh, every year. I'm not, mm. I'm not sure. That's an untested hypothesis. Um, but the, the one that I picked, um and twist i ended up i did pick two but i didn't until just now the one that i picked (laughs) when we were prepping for the show is the new ratchet and clank game uh ratchet and clank rift apart that is going to be a ps5 exclusive and Mm -hmm. so it's going to try to leverage all the it's going to be a little bit of a tech demo in that it's going to try to do you know show off everything the playstation 5 can do right um and what i like about that is that it's not like a realistically rendered game right yeah it's it's showing off the power of, of a new console and the new graphic capabilities without rendering the pores on somebody's face. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I feel like we'd spent the last 10 years getting excited about that. And like, yes, there's advancement to be made in that area. But I think we're kind of tired of we're, we're not impressed by that advancements in those areas anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice to see a game series that has such an incredible art direction. Uh, and this is entirely apart from how the game plays, which is also brilliant. Um, and how it's written and all of that. But just like the art direction of the Ratchet and Clank series is is sort of, um, it's familiar, but also really unique. And it has a long history um, and being able to leverage a lot of the abilities of the new systems, um, which mostly a lot of it's just horsepower. There's some, you know, we've talked about it before, but there's some features that are new, but a lot of it is just horsepower. Yeah. And that means that you are, that, that, that opens up the, your ability as a game designer, as a, as a visual artist to do more with that stuff. And one of the things that, that, that one of the, um, the mechanics in Rift Apart is you sort of fly through these wormholes from world to world, and it's and it's really taking advantage of the fact that there's no load times on these next gen consoles, and so you can have games where you actually go between a, a you know a bunch of different uh, environments very quickly um, without having to sort of cheat it the way yeah. that a lot mm-hmm. of games have had to do in the past, and that it'll be interesting to see if that is just um uh. Uh, like ooh wow look at this kind of feature or if it really plays into how the game works and feels um, so I'm very curious about that but even if it's nothing more than a tech demo it's a Ratchet and Clank game so I'm very excited about that yeah yeah those games are always fun um, the one that I found at the last minute though is um, just as uh, uh, we were starting the show is a game called Away the Survival Series which mm. is an indie game mm. that I played at uh, the mix a couple of years ago um, at, a, at GDC and I believe I talked about it on the show it's yeah. a game where you play as a sugar a sugar glider and right. and you try to survive and the, the the way the game is presented it's as if it's a nature documentary and yeah. and so as you play as the sugar glider there's like a British narrator talking about uh, you know <laughs> oh, the sugar glider in its native course. habitat trying of to of course it's British <laughs> yeah exactly um, and I, I've followed it sort of a little bit on and off since then but I was just thinking like, um, uh, like, oh, I should take a look at that game again. I remember and uh, looking at it now, like it's it is now announced for early 2021. So now hey. I can put it on my most anticipated. I'm very excited about it. Um, I'll we'll find the show where I talked about that and put it out in the show notes uh, and the link. Of course, you can hear more about that. But it's just it's a cool idea for a game presented very coolly. And of course, what initially attracted me to it 
was the fact that it has a sugar glider, which was something we were hoping for as uh, as a sidekick character in Widget Satchel. I was like, <laughs> oh, spiritual spiritual cousin, you know. Uh, that's what hooked me. But uh, the the game itself is incredibly unique, um, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm also looking forward to Fingens, Stephen, when that's coming out. Ah, <laughs> yep. Good transition. Uh, so um, I'm sure listeners have heard um, about how I said last year that uh, Fingens will be coming out in 2020. Uh, roll um, the tape, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a global pandemic going on right now. <laughs> and... Uh, Things have been a little slow. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, Stephen. Before before we let you get away with that, yeah, you were saying it was going to be out in January. Yeah, is that year. what I said? Yes, <laughs> you said we're going to finish it at the end of the year. We're going to uh, put it out in January or February. Oh, well. that's the plan. So there was there was inklings of a global pandemic at that point. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. The virus was discovered in uh, November, right? Like, yeah. So uh, identified. So right. <laughs> No, it's just <sighs> making games is hard. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's basically how I'm going to say. I, I do. Understand. I'm just teasing because to be yeah. fair to you, like when yeah. when a game developer says January, they mean April. Yeah, so <laughs> it's true. It's very true. So so I think it's totally fair that the unique circumstances of this year has had an impact on. on I game. honestly, I I I don't feel super. I would like Vengeance to be out this year. I would have liked Vengeance to be out this year, but I don't feel super bad that we missed the deadline. I mean. Yes, there is a global pandemic going on, but it's not like we weren't working on it. We were still working on it and we, we were making progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've talked about it on the show before that, like, we're all in different places in our lives now where working on vengeance isn't as high a priority. Like, I'm going to school and I have a full time job. I got nice game stuff going on. Uh, Lane has a full time job. Charles has a job. Like, and he's working. He's still working on Hyper Um mm-hmm. So he's basically got two jobs. Um, he sounds like me. That's awesome. <laughs> so proud of him. Uh, <laughs> um, and so like he uh, and so like it, it, it vengeance hasn't been as high a priority um, in terms of us releasing it I, I would still like to release it and I would like to release mm-hmm. it next year I'm not going to make that promise this year I'm just, just <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um, that's why we're not putting this in the game dev resolutions part of the show yes <laughs> right exactly um, but like so that, I guess that's yeah. That's where we're where I'm at with Vengeance. It's like we would like to release it. We'd like to, we'd like to release it soon. Honestly, Vengeance is in the best place it's ever been, um, and in in not just in terms of like it being a good a better game than it's ever been, but also it being a game that is releasable. It's the closest it's ever been mm-hmm. released. Um, yeah. So like, it's not like we weren't making progress, and I'm not sad about the progress we made. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we you know just. Um, Got to get it out. I think yeah, that's the main thing. Um, but that's not the only game I'm looking forward to in 2021. <laughs> 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 um, I'm also looking forward to Baldur's Gate three. Um, it uh, it's like a D and D. It's like it's a sequel to Baldur's Gate two. I guess it's a D and D thing. <laughs> I don't. So the it reason, is an official Dungeons and Dragons game, isn't it? Yes. The mm-hmm. reason that is always, yeah, always yeah. surprising when I hear them like, oh, that's right. It's, <laughs> it's officially licensed. Yeah, because mm-hmm. no one calls it Dungeons and Dragons Baldur's Gate 3. They call it Baldur's yeah. Gate 3. Um, right. it, has, it has its own fan base and history that's sort of apart from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason why I'm interested in it is not because of Dungeons and Dragons, because like I don't I don't I like Dungeons and Dragons enough, but I haven't really played it very much. Um, like I really enjoyed um, Divinity Original Sin 2. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the original sin, I think it was on one of my nicest years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And the the developers who made that game are working on Baldur's Gate three. Um, and so, like the I think the gameplay mechanics are going to be very different, but like the 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 structure and the co op multiplayer aspect of it um, will be featured in this game. Uh, and so like that, I'm really interested in, I mean, it's in early access right now. So technically I'm a little cheating, but like, it's not released, Uh released. So I'm counting it. Uh, and I haven't played it yet anyways, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm also looking forward to death loop mainly because like visually and aesthetically, it's really cool looking. Um, but it's like a first person shooter, which I'm not normally into very much. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, this year I've been playing a bunch of games that I didn't expect to be playing. Um, I don't know, I'm a changed man. I can, I can like <laughs> death loop. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, and I mean, also it, like it, it features, uh, two black people shooting at each other, which you don't get that very often. It's normally one black person shooting at white guys. This is different. <laughs> it's like Thanksgiving at your family's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I now have a vision of Charles and Stephen like shooting potatoes, like <laughs> spoonfuls of mashed potato yeah, at yeah, each yeah. other. Oh, maybe when we were four, now it's like uh, big plates of mashed potatoes. <laughs> we can lift more things now. <laughs> Helping each other with food and nerf uh, uh, darts and uh, pointed insults. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. New Year's game dev resolutions. What are ours? Yeah, we uh, did. Did we add this to the this, the format last year? I think because we, we thought. Yeah, we thought we should probably <laughs> like work to improve ourselves. I mean, it's important, and like yeah. people are making resolutions. Um, that, like you know, during the New Year's, it, it's relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It makes sense. It it makes sense. Yes. Um, Ellen, you're first on this list on our sheet. So <laughs> would you like to go put this together? <laughs> um, well, first off, I will say that we are recording this on December 6th. So right. like I'm going to give myself some resolutions, but I have got like a whole month to pick something else or just forget about it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I think this is the same thing I had last year, but it's I just like to I would like to make something small and release it on itch. Okay. Um, and I have a few ideas about things that right now don't fit the required scope of small. Right. Um, uh-huh. But I could probably modify them. And it's just, I mean, small is good when you're working in, I mean, small is good. Small is good. Yeah. Well, so uh, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in general, just make sure I'm taking time to let myself pursue creative things. I like making stuff, not just games, but all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah. Drawing a blank. <laughs> drawing a blank. That's great. Like, like also pretty easy. Um, yeah. Uh, like, I like, I like making clothes. I actually like making my own clothes. I don't, I mean, these things take time and I don't have a lot of that, but. Drawing a blank in Scrabble is pretty hard, though. That's true. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. Do something yeah. small. Release it yeah. on itch. Go. Do you have an idea for um, the kind of tools you expect to use? Because you've dabbled in a lot of different uh, systems over the years, right? Yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> if I were, if I'm really feeling really ambitious and I have the time this year, then I might release a few different things just to kind of try out some different platforms. Um, I started working in Construct Three, Construct Three, oh, ah, um, last okay. last year, and I was liking it so far. And then I just like got distracted by something else, or I don't know, yeah. work took me away from it. But I've also become really interested in Godot, um, yeah, yeah. and because of open source, and I like open source stuff. And mm-hmm. I've also learned recently that it is easy to learn. Like it was, I don't know. That's that's the that's the word on the street in these parts. Mm-hmm. I like I like learning things, so I, it might be one of those. Over to you, Mark. Oh boy, <laughs> I I was trying to stall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, uh, Stephen <laughs> reminded me that what my resolution was last year in last uh, year's episode, which was to sort of like plan out have a not a five year plan. I don't think I said, but like two or three years of like what my sort of indie career was going to be, mm-hmm. and um, I. I'm not ready to say that 2020 is responsible for me not making a ton of progress on that. Sure. But I have made, I have made, because there's a difference. I don't think I've made a lot of progress on, on setting out what the plan is, which is what I was really hoping to do. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like I've made progress in my career as an indie dev yeah. in 2020 oh, in, yeah. in line with what that plan might have been. Um, so I feel like I didn't do a great job, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so for the for this year i kind of just want to want to uh reinvest in that concept is to uh think about um you know what i'm doing this year but also knowing what i'm going to do after that so that i don't have the like what am i going to do next and i do have enough projects that are sort of in the hopper that are kind of waiting for my attention that like that's not that difficult to structure but doing a project finishing it doing a project finishing it i think is not that's not progress. That's just accumulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still need to find a way, um, you know, and if that means like, I don't know, like pulling some money out of savings and trying to st- really start my studio as a real going concern, maybe that's what that is. But like, I don't know that I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's a case of like, well, maybe I put all of my projects aside and try to try to go get a job as a designer or a programmer at, a, at, a, at any studio. Yeah. Um, my my network is a lot larger now, and so it's more realistic for me, uh, I think, to sort of see what I can, what if there's a team out there that needs me. But I've never been great at knowing what what slot I would go into mm. um, because I, I come from kind of a more like a do it all autori kind of background. Right. Um, and so I really enjoy collaboration, but I don't know how to pitch myself as like this is the part that I can play in your project. That's why I like game jams a lot because like there's, it's pretty easy to just join a team, you know? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to have to do some thinking about it, I think, sure. but I'm, I, but I think it's the same ideas. Like I would like to have a better idea what the next couple of years looks like and not just what the next week or next month or what the next indeterminate amount of time looks like. Cause it's the thing I'm working on right now. Yeah. Um, so I don't have, I don't have, I don't think I've developed better tools. I don't think I have a better shot at making progress on it this year than last, but I'm going to try it again. Cool. That's good. I mean, mm-hmm. that's uh, a good resolution to have is the one you had before. Cause like, if you didn't do it, then you don't have to think about a new one. <laughs> that, that's a good point. I didn't, yeah. I did not have to come up with anything new. I, that was, no, but I think, really, that's, I think you've that's really good. like popped my balloon 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> that was not my intention. But <laughs> no, I think that's good. And like like you said, like you did make progress towards what your plan would have been, even though you didn't actively make the plan. So yeah, like it. it in 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 a, in a way, you did do it. So it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving myself credit, but I definitely have. I'm further along than I was last year. Right. I'm just not just I just didn't do the work I thought I was supposed to. Yeah. Um, but that's OK. Uh, like I said, try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of last year, mine was uh, deciding on whether or not I wanted to work on more small projects or not work on games as much. I chose to not work on games as much mm-hmm. <laughs> accidentally. Oh, um, <laughs> just by not. And you mean it. you mean outside of work? Yeah, outside of work, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I basically, uh, other than Fingence, I have not. I hadn't really been working on games outside of work, um, mm-hmm. which is Wait, upon, is that a is that a result you're pleased with? Uh, I mean, upon reflection, uh, I am happy with that because it gave me mm-hmm. more time to do other things. Um, yeah. So I am. Yeah, I th- I think I mm-hmm. am. Yeah. So that worked out kind of nicely. Yeah. I accidentally stumbled into not working on things, though. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. I didn't consciously make that decision. I was just like, I'm tired. I don't want to work on games. I'm going to watch TV instead. And then I ended up doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> ended up doing that most of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but this year uh, I want to work with I want to work with spreadsheets more. I should probably talk mm-hmm. to Ellen about that a lot because <laughs> you're very good at spreadsheets. Um, but like, as I think that's uh, like. I think long term goal, what I would like to do is I'd like to be a game designer and less of a game programmer, because really what I do at work is I program games. Um, I do. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of design work, too. But uh, at the end of the day, I have to do the implementation of it, um, a lot of it. And I, as a designer, you would still be doing some of the implementation of things, too. But like uh, I have to build the systems so that I can implement the designs that I want to, um, mm-hmm. which I can do. And admittedly sometimes it allows me um a lot of freedoms that i wouldn't have if i was just purely a designer but it's not work that i'm super excited about and i don't like bug fixing i hate it so (laughs) (laughs) i mean no one i don't think anyone likes bug fixing but like um i don't want to do that as as much anymore Mm -hmm. so i think one goal or this goal of working with spreadsheets will help me have a better understanding of what a game designer will do in their day-to-day lives and like provide me with the skills so that like I can do more game design work in my own projects that uh that makes sense and I can like prove it like with math and stuff it'll be great. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cuz one of the things as a designer if you're not implementing then you actually also have to be an able communicator. And mm-hmm. the the programmers, you know, you need to give them some agency to like in the implementation. But also, right. if they're not doing it the way that you want it, then you have to either be able to step in or and either work with their code or so. Like it's um, there's it's a different kind of challenge that you're you, you'd be signing up for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But that exactly. sounds more exciting to you than the bug fixing. Yes, yeah, bug fixing. Yeah. Sucks. Uh- <laughs> It's part of the job. Well, just don't write bugs. Just <laughs> <laughs> I got I got that advice long ago. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Um, <laughs> yeah. If I if I ever put it into practice, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also like you know, if I have spreadsheets, then I have like a, a concrete document I can send to people as an example of things that I yeah, for yeah. game design work, and so like they can see that and go, oh, you actually know how numbers work. Great. 
We'll hire you. <laughs> um, I'm hoping this w- will happen anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that that is my goal uh, for 2021 is to work with spreadsheets more. I have to. I'll have to consciously keep that in mind because my instinct is not to put things into spreadsheets, which I I would like to change. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to end up getting a lot of practice with that on Robustin. That is a good so, point. That's yeah, yeah, very yeah. true. Yes. So. What I love is that I think the three of us are really well suited for a game like Robustin because like. A, it's like a third of the work it like fits what we all we all love what we yeah. each love <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'm i'm looking forward to that i i hope i hope listeners when we have a result and the, our patrons who hear uh the, our working sh- sessions like uh, are able to see that and whether that's true or not we'll discover it together <laughs> <laughs> uh okay and i guess last closing section is what we're working on in 2021 what, what are we doing Ellen, you're first again. <laughs> I'm going first, first again. again. <laughs> um, there's a pattern. Uh-huh. <laughs> it took me to the last topic to really figure out the pattern. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so I uh, I started an LLC. Um, it's called Pondering Play, which is a triple entendre, but I'm not going to explain it because you want to feel clever. So I'll let you have that on your own. Um. And I have to make a website for it. So I'd like to, you know, put my portfolio up there and, you know, like make it a thing people, an online place people can visit and see stuff. And uh, I'll probably put minimal amount of effort that that's going to be an MVP website. And then I'm going to consider it done because I really want to spend time making games this year. Yeah, um, yeah. And those are the things I'm working on cool. in 2021. Uh, I have a couple of projects. Some of these are carryovers from previous years. Metro Nexus, uh, my my long suffering uh, project, that's going to keep on. Um, I've uh, I did it again this year. I really was very comfortable setting it aside when I needed to, rather than sort of working on it bit by bit. Yeah. Because um, when I when I want to work on it, I want to only be working on that. Mm-hmm. And one of the tragedies of 2020 for me is that I was busy with an, an, enough other stuff. Yeah. Um, which is good. Um. But that's still on my list. I'm not, you know, I still would love to make a ton of progress on that in 2021, but it really does depend on what else comes up mm-hmm. uh, other than the things, the rest of the things on my list. So um, I talked months ago about um, the play date, um, that mm-hmm. little handheld console that's going to be released uh, next year or right. next year. And I've been working on a game for that, um, it, a, a spinoff of Widget Satchel, um, a, a little mini game collection. Um, and I think, uh, I, I probably detailed it further in a, in a, a previous episode, mm-hmm. but, uh, I want to call it, um, widgets, uh, widget satchel to return of sprocket, uh, because that is a naming convention for Metroid to return of Samus on the game boy. Yeah. And so I, I figured people will get that. That's a fun joke. Anyway. Um, the thing about that game is that it's a, uh, it's me. Lear- I I'm learning Lua. Um, I'm learning a new platform. I want to be part of this. This this dev community is great. So that's less of a serious project that I need to. I have any. I would love to get it out early when the when the the when the handheld is released. But I'm not holding myself to any timelines on it because I don't. I don't expect it to be a commercial project the same way that Widget Satchel was. That's on my list. Um, the other uh, project I'm currently working on, and I think I might be working on a bit into the new year, is a game called Closed Hands. Which is a um, it's a um, it's a narrative game uh, that's um, made by a company called uh, a group called Passenger, uh, led by Dan Het uh, in, in in London or in Britain rather, and um, it is uh, a demo came out uh, about a year ago 
um, I think it was at EGX, and um, it's it's written in a um, a platform that I'm familiar with. And so he ah. uh, Dan put out a call on Twitter, said, "Hey, any any developers using this system?" And I said, "Oh, I would." And then we we talked and we got on really well. And uh, and I I came on as a programmer. So that's a that's a project where I have been working on. on I, I've not really talked about it on the show, um, but it's been a thing I've been working on. And I'm I'm getting. Um, I think as the new year turns, I will be sort of wrapping up my first sort of like contract uh, uh, with that. Um, cool. And then um, we'll see if uh, the budget allows to bring me on for additional work. Um, it's a great, it's a nonprofit project. It's it's been part funded by the British government. Uh, um, so I, it's cool to be working on something that's being created from arts funding and is not, it is also not a commercial project, mm -hmm. but also has a budget and can pay me. So that's yeah. exciting. Um, and Dan's been great to work with. And it's been really nice to, focus on uh on implementation the things steven you don't want to do um this is where i'm i'm only working on that mm -hmm. but what's nice about it and the way that the team is structured is it's been really enjoyable to be able to bring my creativity and and know what the the goal of the work is the the the, the narrative structure the emotional tone and being able to implement that in um in art animation and uh, and and systems which is what i'm building yeah and mm. so it's a new experience for me because it's not in any way my work um but i get i i i get to interface with the client uh in, in, in which is you know old advertising industry term um and and build what they and build it to do what they want to do and that's been really exciting so part of me and i haven't didn't put it in my resolutions because i'm always a little bit skittish about it because i want to make my own games yeah. But I feel really I get some satisfaction from like, you know, making something, uh, being part of a team and making something that does the job that the 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 client or the the lead lead wants. That's I really enjoy that, and I would love to have a couple of those throughout the year next year. Yeah, just to keep me invigorated. You know, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, very very cool. So I guess for me, I'm working on the same things I've worked on last year. I'm still working on Rhythm Rumble for work, mm -hmm. my job. My How's that coming? Uh, it is. Weird, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I think, I I think like the game's fun. Um, it's kind of weird because like the audience for the game, like who we would end up selling it to, is not going to be hardcore fighting games because the game is not that deep. Um, mm -hmm. and that's intentional. Like I did that on purpose because I want it to be. Um, I would like it to be a more approachable, um, fighting game for people who will like or interested in action games, but like feel that fighting games are too daunting to get into um and so like you know every character only has like three actions uh yes i was raising my hand because that describes me oh <laughs> okay <laughs> um yeah uh so i mean hopefully uh yeah this, that that'll go well and I, I i think that aspect of it is still coming into play um with the game um what what's weird about it though is that like we haven't really been showing it off to people much so i'm nervous that um the game will still be too difficult due to like the design decisions i made and like the the, the tuning of like how easy it is to like be on beat and off beat because like when you you mm -hmm. got to do actions on the beat um to get the bonuses um right. and stuff so um i'm nervous that you know haven't like we haven't shown it off to anyone in a year basically mm -hmm. um and, like we had plans to like show it off at conferences and stuff but you know obviously that didn't happen so right. 2020 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh um we we i i've talked to my uh boss about this like we, we really should and he is in agreement like we really should um find some way to like just show the game off but 
Uh, we're trying to do it in a way that like allows us to announce it in the way we want to announce it. Um, so that has been a difficult challenge. I, I guess I, and I'm not really a part of that decision on like when, how it gets announced and how we get to show it to people. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is somewhat frustrating, frankly, because like I would just like to, you know, just show it to people and get some feedback and say, oh, this game's bad. And then we could change stuff to make it better. Um, yeah. But won't, won't somebody please tell Steven his game is bad? <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> um, but like uh, we're still making progress on it. We have a our, we have an uh, an animator uh, who's been working on the the game and like been uh, reanimating all the characters that we had implemented so far, um, cool. which has been really cool. Um, and it's kind of weird too because like he came in for an interview before the pandemic started, and then like he started after the pandemic happened. So like we haven't worked together in the office, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Weird. <laughs> it is. Um, but like. He's cool. Um, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, he's doing he's doing a good job. And like he's I think he's acclimated to everything pretty well. Uh, and his animations are very good. So um, that should like, you know, up the level of quality uh, for Rhythm Rumble. Like because the, the yeah. artist we had before, um, she's great. But like uh, and she's really like she's a very talented artist, but she didn't really work in animation before. So it was kind of hard for her yeah. to get those uh, yeah. those practices into mm -hmm. you know, into the game as well. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I I think that the game is solid. I just would like confirmation, I guess, is where I'm at with it. Right. <laughs> I just want right. people to know that it exists and that it is good. Stephen Playtest McGregor needs <laughs> That needs is, in fact, validation. my middle name. Yes, I changed it. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm also... Oh, go ahead, Mark. Do you have a lot of people within the company playing builds? Like, uh, are you trying to do your best with the, the fact that you, you're not showing it anywhere? That it honestly has been difficult to get people in the company to play builds too. And I imagine a lot of it is just like, we're not, we're not very uh, communicative online. Mm -hmm. Like if we need stuff, it's not like it's hard to get a hold of people. But yeah, um, I think this is like a general case with, with, with builds um, all over our like section of the company is that like, it's been hard to get people to play test games and give feedback. I try to do mm -hmm. it as much as I can, but like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have as much energy as I would like um, right. with respect to that now. So um, mm -hmm. and I, so I completely understand that a lot of people have not been um, super excited to, you know, uh, play test with the rumble um, mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, so I, 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 I but I mean, the QA people get paid to play the game. So, like, I can ask them for, uh, <laughs> for feedback. Yeah. And so that's been nice. But um, but like, that's only that's only two people. Um and you know they've been playing it for a long time so like they've adjusted to anything that is difficult that um, a new player might have a hard time with um, yeah so like i i just like to get it in new hands that would be a great thing so i guess that's like the next goal for rhythm rumbles we need to figure out how to do that um in yeah. a way that allows us to uh announce the game um that works for what the company's goals are with with respect to that game mm -hmm. yeah. um and then uh still working on vengeance I, mm -hmm. I, I've already talked about fitness. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Much, but yeah, <laughs> still working on it. Uh, yep. Yes. <laughs> and then we're all and then we're all working on Roboston. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Why is that not on any of our lists? Because <laughs> we're all working on it. But take it as read. You know? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we, you know, listeners won't hear new words from us on the regular feed um, in the body of an episode uh, back until February. And by that point, we'll have made a lot of progress. At mm -hmm. least I'd like to think. 
what what do you both think where do you want it to be in february and maybe we can talk about what our impressions are what we want the 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 game to be ultimately and then we can revisit that when we come back in february i mean my first goal is definitely to get it on tabletop simulator because like Mm -hmm. then it makes it easier for us to play the game online uh that's like my main thing and then like uh other than that um i want to fix we've talked we talked about it on the previous episodes but like i want to try to fix the issue where like when you figure out what roles people are going for how do you like as a player what can you do to uh counter that in some yeah yeah yeah, we, we were working on that a little bit the last episode but like i don't think we came to a concrete conclusion on that and i would like us to you know lean some way or another towards that mm-hmm. that'd be good mm-hmm. yeah ellen gosh. what are your hopes and dreams for roboston well, i'm just thinking like right now i'm thinking i should really listen to those episodes again <laughs> um before we before we start getting you know together for our work sessions just to give myself a history of where we've been and what we've already tried um mm-hmm. but by february gosh i really yeah i i i was hope that we have something shareable um like as far as the game is concerned <laughs> not just you know not the recordings of our work sessions but uh i'd like to be able to be able to say hey here's our here's our game go play it um yeah. even if it's like a very early release version um yeah. mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool yeah 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 um for me i would i i have a lot of faith in us that mm-hmm. i think we can we can get to the point that Ellen is describing. I would love, and I don't think, I'm not going to make this a, a thing that we have to do, sure. but I would really love if at the end, at the end of our hiatus that we can have something that we can pitch to a publisher. Ah, I think yeah. That would okay. be, and, and if that is like, you know, it's not games not finished, but if it's something that we can say, here it is, try it out, you know, and that's right. going to include things like maybe a little bit of the early arts direction, and, um, you know, maybe we don't have to come with a name by then, but, um, <laughs> but to have, and also have a way to describe it to people, like what the back of the box looks like, um, in so far that we could maybe get somebody interested in publishing it. Um, I don't know that my ultimate goal is it for it to be published. Yeah. I think it's more that I'd like to be in a place where we could pitch it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know if that's, if I'm explaining that correctly, but, yeah. um, because well, I, I think that. I think that we have, I think the game is really has a really strong core. And I think there are a lot of games we've done for Nice Games Jam, which I believe we could take forward. Mm. Um, but this one, I think, has a stronger core than the others. But it's, I feel it's a little bit fuzzier than some of the other ones, yeah. which, which might, even, might be easier to actually put in a pitch deck. So that's going to be interesting, yeah. I think. Um, but I do believe in us. We'll, we'll see how frayed my nerves are. Come February. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's our show. And that's our show for 2020. Check out, while you wait for new episodes, our newly revamped website, nicegames.club, for show notes and links to resources on today's topics. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and our programming in general. Go to nicegames.club slash feedback and tell us what you think. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter at Nice Games Club, where Dale tweets about game dev resources and VR cats. Or you can email us, contact at nicegames.club. Want to support the show? There are so many ways. 
Give us a review on your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about your favorite episodes. Join us on Discord by visiting nicegames.club Discord. And now we are on Patreon. As a patron of the show, you can enjoy bonus content, extra jokes, and more, including our upcoming work sessions for Roboston. Sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Nice job, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>